0: Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGruder, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing Americanisms.
1: Uh, Nick, it would be awesome if you could go first. (laughs) Thanks, Fraser. Uh, Well... A couple of things, really, which is why uh, I noticed uh, the subject of Americanisms. I mean, obviously, all British people sort of know about them, but um, just uh, my kids, really. uh, I've noticed that. They talk about movies, right? They oh. watch movies on Netflix, and they talk about candy. And whenever they mention movie or candy, I then immediately launch into a great sort of American impression, 90, of, yeah. like, hey, "Hey, can I da- Pop, Can I, can I, can I get some candy before I go to the movie? Can I go to the bathroom?" And I kind of do that in their face. Your kids they, must think they, it's they, hilarious. Yeah, they, they love do, it, obviously. Yeah, can I, can I have a cookie? Um, and. Uh, so anyway, uh, there's that. And there's also, here's a bit of interesting, just on the subject of transatlantic uh, confusion, you might be aware, unless mm. you've been dead, of a game called Fortnite, which all the kids are playing. Heard about it. Yeah, right. So uh, my son likes the odd game of Fortnite. Uh, I'm not particularly keen on him playing it, but I let him do it occasionally. Turns out the Americans don't have the word Fortnite. No, they don't. Yeah. Isn't that mind blowing? They, they, they don't uh, know what
0: that, Fortnite means. They think means. that's one of the wonderful things that we have in the English language. Actually, in English, English is
1: Fortnite. Yeah. So anyway, so I, Fortnite, I was just then. reminded. Uh, right, exactly. So I was reminded of the this perennial topic of Americanisms and you know going the other way, possibly Britishisms. Um, uh, and th- what I really, I mean, it's well documented, right? But what I'm interested in is why it's so irritating. Now, I'm I'm not. I recognize that there's nothing good or bad or right or wrong. There's no one right way of speaking English. Mm. Um, But for some reason, I find it really irritating. And that's what I wanted to kind of drill into.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. I mean, I get it. On one level, you're a rational human being, you're an economist um and there's no reason why sort of one language or version of a language should be is any in fact we've talked about this before i think is any better qualitatively
1: or than another Yeah, except for british english just obviously is and yet on this other level <laughs> i can't no, help yeah i can't help myself okay um i get really defensive about it right so what's that all about are, yeah. you, are we
0: have we definitely not discussed this before it sounds similar to i'm sure No, we
1: did discuss the question of um language throughput we discussed like redundancy yeah. and and keyboards and, and spelling we, and that one of our of
2: very first podcasts was cosmopolitanism which is somehow yeah. related to the wow. sort of the, the the value statement the the value judgments we make about why why one way we prefer of doing something is better than
1: another sure okay but, yeah so we have talked about the issue of language and, la- and information content and whether or not um you know that some languages are more information dense than others, but we haven't okay. talked about. In this particular case, I will tell you right now: spoiler alert, there is no difference between American and British English in terms of information content. Got purely from that that yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what, what do you think, Peter? Either what's your take on this, or what annoys you? What Americanisms annoy you? Uh,
2: I, I don't get particularly irritated by Americanisms. I think some of them are quite useful, quite nice. They they they're quite um uh uh lyrical uh they're often quite uh what's the, what's the word?
0: descriptive or
2: um poetic well, concise
0: or? uh poetic um, the, um i mean famously the way you know their word for autumn is quite you know it's quite nice it's actually our
1: old word. For yeah, it. It yeah. yeah like a many yeah.
2: other
0: uh, yeah they do, just, yeah they, they there's nothing sort of
2: objectively wrong about them, and i've used them deliberately sometimes i like i like the uh the the when people say say being named after. So, I named my son after this person. That's probably the correct, inverted commas, British way of saying it. But the Americans would say, I named him for this person. Yeah, so, I like that. So, you meant nice. your son George for Prince George, or you name him uh, George for George Washington. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of a nice, antiquated way of saying it. And then, indeed, many of the so-called Americanisms are, are a reintroduction of a more traditional way of speaking. Mm. That... Have somehow been fallen out of favour, or d- deliberately engineered out of British English, and they've
0: persisted in America for
2: whatever reason. They're now being reintroduced. I'm
0: gonna cut to the chase on this. I think I know what's annoying about Americanisms. Okay, Is it uh, Americans? Well, I think that's partly it. Actually, I think it's. I think it's the. It's either a British thing or just a natural human uh, push against something that is bigger and dominating, and so we see so much uh, uh, American cultural influence through uh, films and music, etc. And I think it's an it's, I think it's an element of pushback yes, against yes, that. Yes, another of, reminder of our dwindling empire. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and especially as well, it's our bloody language we invented it, kind of thing. I think it's there that. is that. Yes, I think I mean, that's partly yeah. of it. I think there's also a sort of a, a cloyingness. Uh, Um, sometimes to
1: elements of American culture and... Uh, or it can be a cloying thing or it... I think there's something quite euphemistic about some of the you know especially some of the language uh, sort of politically correct language which has come out. such over. as um well it, all of that That's stuff like differently abled instead of disabled Okay. Stuff, was, all of those things
2: I think they naming people when people don't
1: die in america they pass right yeah no yeah i, I, I tell you bathroom drives me round the right, bend it's very euphemistic i, I cannot explain it. i mean there's no difference to bathroom toilet means broadly the same thing as bathroom but, you know, we don't think of it as meaning anything other than the place where you go and do a dump. Uh, just like Americans don't think of bathroom as meaning a room with a bath in it. I think um,
0: – and also just from my point of view, there's a couple of other things. But there's a Disney element to it, which is that the, the – um, I think one of the things about Disney is that it all seems nice and fluffy, but is actually uh, – it's, it's got steel at the heart of it. That's, yeah, I
1: just that, want to make it quite clear, though, uh, to all our American listeners, that um, I no one would could be more pro-American than me. I love Americans. I love the way they talk. Uh, I am reporting a visceral response that I have yeah. to Americanisms. And as I said, it is not an intellectual response. I'm not seeking to justify it. What I'm trying to do is drill into it and work out why I have it. I just
0: need one little more little moan, though. Yeah, oh, so, sure. Sorry. There,
1: there's one other thing about it, which is
0: the kind of... Um, how best to phrase it, the one directionness of it. So I don't like the way that we in the UK have all become accustomed to these Americanisms and hearing our kids talk them. And I mean, who says uh, schedule these days, by the way? Everyone says bloody schedule, right, which is an Americanism in itself. And so what I don't like is that we've got used to that and we – but I don't like it on the odd occasion when I see it either on the Internet or with people like Americans I meet and they're just completely thrown by, you know, the word tap or or, or, or just. Yeah, like uh,
1: the word um, recently in the news, actually, the word a lot of Americans have been confused by the by the Brexit news that the government's uh, that the opposition had tabled an amendment. Right. Because in the US to table means to put on a, to not to get rid of effectively. Ah, really? Whereas we think of table as being putting propose, on the table that yeah. you're or, or sitting around, the Americans think of table as meaning putting on a table over there and forgetting about. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's we would use
2: shelving. But yeah. uh,
1: but I think I think like a lot of these things, there is this sense, for, probably for good reason, if it's true at all, that we n- understand Americanisms, but we can't rely on Americans necessarily to understand Britishisms. Right. And that's just irritating. Yeah. For. Really simple human reasons. Yeah, You've, yeah, 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 yeah. You're feeling yeah. that, well, we, we've made the effort. Well, we haven't made the effort. All we've done is watch all their films. I know a, a
0: lot of British uh, children's stories, uh, books that go across the Atlantic, um, they have to be edited in all sorts of ways to make them... To Understandable. Some data on that. To um, some data. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. And yet, it doesn't happen in reverse. Before, and, before
2: and we're we get, before we get the data. I've read a, a bit of anecdote on that. It's nice...
0: just, it's just like, why not figure it out? And it's that kind yeah. of lack of curiosity. Sorry, <clears throat> uh, Peter.
2: Yeah, there was a there was a nice article I read in preparation for this by an, uh, a British journalist who had worked extensively here and abroad in America and moved backwards and forwards, and she said that in her in her experience, a lot of the editorial. Uh, work uh, is to blame for the kind of, a lot of Americanization of literature and stuff um, because over in America they do with this extensive Americanization so anything, any books that she wrote would get author, would get uh, edited to Americanize them Whereas her publishers in the UK don't make nearly as much effort,
1: so the 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 Zs slip in and the Us. Well, get it's fun, admitted. but it's always fun being exposed to other ways of speaking English, right? Yeah it, yeah, it it makes it sound American. I I can read, you know, a book by you know Philip Roth or something, and it's and it's Americans talking, and you know it's Americans because they've left in the Americans idioms, and I and and it's nice, yeah. you know. I know maybe possibly these US editors are underestimating their audience.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but So you no, said like, you've got some stats. Yeah. Not stats really. I've got some actual examples. From Harry Potter. This is what I was gonna say, Harry Potter. Yeah, Right, go on. so there are some really obvious ones like car park turning into parking lot and dustbin turning into trash can. Mm. Um, fringe and bangs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate this thing, bangs. Yeah, I don't know. It I makes I no find sense it very to confusing. I
0: know. <laughs> What's
2: a bang? Um, so there, bangs some... is a fringe. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, some... and I don't know how it can be like, pluralised, but anyway, go on. There's some interesting ones, such as comprehensive turning into public school, which, okay. of course, in the US means the opposite of a public school. Right. Right here. Uh, letter uh, letterbox turning into mail slot, because I sure. think they do obviously have mailboxes in the US, uh, yeah. but they're not the same thing as a letterbox. So in Britain, yeah, yeah, America lists... is what
2: you have at the end of your draft. Yeah, you...
1: Americans might not be aware that in the uh, UK, the absolutely standard practice for everyone is to have them have their post put through the door yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah so that isn't i mean a, right. l- a lot of play even in apartments in the u.s they p- they pick it up from a box yeah uh package of crisps obviously becomes bag of chips um and uh some odd things like multi-story car park becoming multi-level parking garage but they this <laughs> the, then it gets a bit weirder with things like uh bo- bobble hats right right getting translated to barnet's Okay. Bobble hats are not the same as bonnets. What is it? The seventeenth century over there or something? Yeah. Bobble hats are bobble hats. They're not bonnets. It's got a bonnets are on it. frilly things that girls wear in the nineteenth century. Yeah. Uh, and uh, for some reason, in the British uh, version, someone called Adalbert Waffling was turned into someone called Bathilda Bagshot. Mm. Uh, bollards yeah. were translated as waste baskets. What? Um, Cracking was turned into spanking good. Uh, but the one that, uh, obviously jelly and jello, but uh, bogey-flavoured turning into booger-flavoured. But the one that's totally wrong is they translated crumpets.
0: Hmm. Now,
1: keep those pitchforks ready, guys. Yeah. They translated crumpets into English muffins. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, here's some news for you guys over on the other side of the pond. Crumpets are not English muffins, right? And by the way, they're not called English muffins. They're just called muffins. And uh, But they're totally different to crumpets. Okay, they're both varieties of of, uh, unleavened pan bread, but they're totally different. And you use them in completely different contexts. So anyway, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Like, you, I mean, you just think, why? Well, look, I mean, I know what boogers are. I know that Americans say booger uh, Mm. for bogey, but why don't why wouldn't it be interesting for them to hear the authentic voice? Of a a British schoolboy talking about a bogey, and yeah. God, heaven forbid, I going to look it up on the internet. Talk, in. bogey.
2: talking about authentic voices. Yeah. I've not watched it yet, but I, I understand that there's much, there's a bit of derision about the new Mary Poppins movie, okay? Because of Emily move Blunt. It. You just said movie. Did, Did you say film? film <laughs> right, get him because of uh, because of uh, because of Emily Blunt's accent, and oh. she's although she's a British actress and she has played British parts and put on very very prim British accents before. Um, the the accent she's put in, she's using in this is kind, of, kind of, in some way Disneyfied. It's a sort of idealised version of a posh British accent. Well, although you could say that that was what uh, the original Mary
1: Poppins was doing. I mean,
2: indeed, yeah. But it's mm. it's so so it's true to style, but it's not true to the the the, the sort of the fundamental nature of the character mm. as as you would expect. Um. So yeah, there's that's a that's a form of Americanism that's not necessarily word based, but there, there is a sort of hollywood british accent which doesn't quite work Doesn't well, quite yeah. same,
1: right obviously they're all baddies as well um except for mary poppins she's not uh I've th- i think i was thinking about i mean looking at okay let's be rational about it um the thing is that okay there are two reasons why we might and i think i think here that this is where my uh, irritation might might be divided is you, you there are words that are just flat out better so some of these, you know, those outrageous Americanisms, lengthy, reliable, talented, influential, tremendous. Are these All Americanisms, all Americanisms that were that in the 19th century were railed against just as much as I rail against awesome and cookies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, we've borrowed them all because they're brilliant words. Right. So there are yeah. loads of good words um, coming out of uh, coming out of the U.S. And and, and, we... the,
2: and, uh, and just sort of generally saying things like stuff and things, you know. Yeah, you know, have you got your stuff with you don't the, forget your thing the latest
1: one the one that i think i've noticed recently because it was in star wars which i found quite incongruous uh was what now what's that well you you say something like um have you uh have you have you done the washing up and i say have i done the what now okay yeah that's
2: yeah, yeah that's i think a that's kind of a welshism uh, well. so sorry is
1: this
0: meant to be british or american That's that's the Amer- american
1: they say it a lot on the american tv They've been saying it on the things like you know the the sitcoms, haven't Have they? I and then it sort of okay. come over here, yeah. Okay. Um, so, but no, I mean those things are useful, right? They're, they're they're taking it. But I think it's when it's when there's a perfectly good British word sitting there that because uh, you know some kid has only ever watched YouTube videos is not aware that you know we draw a distinction between a chocolate bar and and candy and sweets. They're different things. Americans yeah. might call them all candy, but we don't. We've got a perfectly good distinction there. Mm. And and if someone is unaware of it, it feels annoying. That's like okay, get stop borrowing other people's words while well, we've got perfectly good words going on. Now I think that that drives part of the irritation. I don't mind words that for, which are clearly brilliant and and coming over here. Uh, it's the ones where we've already got ones, got over perfectly here and good taking, taking our, our, our words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so so yeah, I think that's I think that's part of it. I think there is there is obviously there's a tribalism element because of course you know we don't. British people don't. It's not just about Americanisms. We don't. We don't get annoyed with Americans. We get annoyed with everyone who speaks different to us. And and that's regional people. You know, we take the piss out of Scousers and uh, Mancunians and um, you know Geordies and stuff. They all talk. They all have different um, uh, dialects. And we are very keen always to find reasons that they're worse. I mean, people will always criticise, you know, a, a Scouse accent. They'll say it's really horrible and nasal and stuff. And there aren't really things about objective things that are actually make it worse or better. Um, so I think there is a tribal element. You know, there's there, the sort yeah. of, look. you feel slightly like your culture is being watered down. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think also I've sort of seen this in other languages. And I know, for example, I think Portuguese from Portugal... I think that I, I think that's one of the differences. Is is in their view that it, they just think Brazilians are just not speaking the language properly. It, it's just wrong. It's wrong, and the reason why it's wrong is they've got a big book that's got all the words that you can use, and that's mm. that. That is Portuguese that's written in that book. Yeah, Portuguese um, actually is spoke.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: and and also, but I do think there's a similarity in that. I think culturally um, and economically, uh, uh, Brazil is a more important country probably than than Portugal now. Um, and so um, Port- Brazilian Portuguese is more prevalent. So, so it there- exactly mirrors the yeah, probably
1: Spain and and you know the other. Yeah, Argentina. I don't know, yeah. similar.
0: Um, and I think the French are a bit like that, but they're quite. Again, they've got this sort of their big book. This is what. Is yeah, French I guess is they and...
1: don't really have a large f- sort of francophone power and to difference. worry about. That's the difference. But uh, but it, no, this that urge uh, to say it's wrong. I mean, it's not. That's not a Portuguese thing. That's what we do. We we are desperate to prove that our way of doing it is right. Mm. And and it can't be done. Yeah, there is no way of doing that.
0: Look, quite surprisingly, uh, we're actually. <laughs> We're actually quite close to the end of this podcast, and I just feel that all we've done is kind of moan a bit. Um, And I know we 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 have answered it a little bit, um, but anything more sensible uh, to say on this, Peter? I
2: I, I think, well, we haven't really answered Nick's question of why he dislikes them, but I think I've got a handle on why I don't mind them too much. I have a very utilitarian attitude towards language. And language for me is a... A way of exchanging ideas and getting across to other people what I what I need. Um, it, it, I, so I, I don't mind how people try to do that and what language they speak, as long as I I'm understood and they and, and I can understand them. Don't mind, don't care. Um, and I, that attitude, I think, frees me to enjoy the enjoy the myriad of forms that language can take. And I, I mean I I love how language is so adaptable and how it has how it constantly changes and how words come in and come out of favour I think that's one of the beautiful things about about language it's it's so it's so dynamic and uh, and always changing
0: okay it's very very virtuous of him
2: I feel sorry for languages for cultures that have tried to write it all down in a book and say and be prescriptive about how how it should be done uh, so I think there's something missing there
1: no absolutely it's just you wait till he's working in a shop and someone comes in and says can I get a candy bar (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, i'd like to i think all his virtue will go out the window then look um, no,
2: I, 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 what kind of candy bar say would you like chocolate my can- uh, you like a
1: chocolate bar <laughs> exactly you like- sorry my- so it won't be ready for a fortnight well or. my uncle uh used to work on the underground and obviously dealt with he he's got nothing but praise for americans so very well behaved on the underground uh compared with some well of, actually, they actually talk the quite loudly about anyway, other shall we say southern european countries <laughs> who didn't uh understand things like buying tickets and stuff um but one thing that used to always annoy him was that Americans don't they they because um uh, all of their roads are called distinctive names right they don't bother with the name with the sort of noun they they'll say 42nd instead of 42nd street and they'll say first and third instead of first avenue and third street uh and they carry that over in, in when they come to the UK and ask for things like you know can you can you tell me can you tell me how to get to Edgware now there's this is a secret that only, only Londoners know. There's an Edgware and there's an Edgware Road. And if you wanted to get to one and you ended up at the other, you'd be in a sorry state. Mm. So my uncle, depending on how annoyed he was with them, if they'd been rude, he would, and they asked, for a, they asked him politely how to get to Edgware, uh, he would send them up to the top of the Northern Line to get to Edgware. Um, but if, they, if the worst uh, the, the, the very worst punishment he could inflict was if they asked for Oxford Right and they meant Oxford Circus. So he would send it them. Would off sometimes up. tell them to go to go to Paddington or Maliband. get themselves a ticket to Oxford. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, um anyway, just thought I'd put that out there. It well, is look. worth saying, by the way, yeah, go on. that there are Britishisms going the other way, and of course we don't notice them. Great, we don't... hear them. Well, bloody, have you noticed that? A lot of Americans yeah. say bloody now. Also something I've noticed is And wanker. They say
0: bloody and they? they say wanker, yeah. It's all the best stuff. Yeah. Pissed off. I've noticed a lot. They've started saying "pissed off" a great, lot. because instead pissed of means pissed. drunk,
1: we all know that. Right, pissed means drunk. It doesn't mean annoyed. Yeah, yeah. But they are starting to say "pissed off." So but great. apparently, also "bum" for Good. for bum for bum nice. instead of "ass." Uh, that's surprising. Uh, ass is so entrenched. Um And then uh, and things like I've got a list here: cheeky, flat instead of apartment. Cool, frock for a dress. Okay. Gobsmacked, Gobsmacked. Uh, okay. knickers. Okay. Yeah. And of course, what we really want is for them to stop saying pants when they mean trousers. <laughs> like, they're not guys. It, it gives it right. us a chuckle every time. Yeah, it is. It's always hilarious.
2: Well, I think they're more right in that because it's uh, abbreviated pantaloons. Well,
1: yeah, but our pantaloons ended up being the thing we wore underneath our trousers, whereas they're, they're, they conceive of the pantaloon as being they the thing to, thing to cover up on their outside. Pantaloons, well, it's well. exactly the same thing What happened with courses. You know Americans call a main course an entree? Right, that's That's right. Not really weird. uh, American listeners, look up entree in a French dictionary. It means starter. Okay, so they have appetizers and entrees. Right. Bloody confusing if you didn't know that. When you get to sit at an American menu and the entree is like a massive steak and chips and you're like bloody hell what's the main course? But that is exactly the same process that we used to have sort of five, six courses mm. all with their own names, mm. one of which would have been appetizer, entree, main course, mm. blah blah blah. And we just got rid of the the entree course and they, whereas the Americans kind of got rid of the main course and so that you know they've ended up with the different things. It was a bit of pantaloons basically the same thing. So
0: look, let's wrap this right, up on Yeah. Let's wrap this up on a positive
1: I'm not sure we've really dealt Yeah, with I don't think... I th- anything, I th- I but, thought all uh,
0: we've done for 20 minutes is rant. Rant a bit, yeah. But, so let's, let's finish this off in a positive manner, because you said you're a big fan of America. Yeah. Um, as am I, actually. Um, so let's. Ju- I just want you to talk about... Um, choose one either favourite person or favourite thing um, that is American uh, that you uh, are a big fan of and, 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 and good for them that they've got that and they've brought that to the world. Um, Donald Trump, no. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Well, like Stephen Colbert says that the best, you know, uh, Donald Trump is better than his agent, you know, he's great. He's, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I want to start on, uh, okay. I mean, Peter, your favorite American thing. Uh, I quite like
2: American food culture, mm. uh, when done well. So, you know, um, grills, big meat, mm. um, kind of wholesome, um, sim- sort of fairly simple, uh, but, uh. In big quantities, often with fried, uh, you know, and and um, with pop, I, I do kind of like that. There's yeah, and in fact, today, today
0: our tradition is when we have our um, each podcast we do is we we afterwards we go for lunch. We have a hamburger, don't we? Yeah, we just, yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's sort of it's indicative of that American ideal of plenty and um, uh, uh, sort of celebrating life with you know big big things got it yeah nice. and
1: actually i think the fact that they have what i would describe as a kind of vernacular restaurant culture which britain has ne- hasn't had for uh, you know we're getting it back now but but it you know certainly since the war Have not had like restaurants which serve nice versions of food you eat at home. Uh, Going out to a restaurant in Britain for years, for decades, meant going to a posh French restaurant and Mm -hmm. eating some fancy thing which was all about technique. Um, You know, uh, whereas uh, in the US, you know, you can go and get nice versions of the kind of food that people eat at home from restaurants, and it's very eclectic. And Mm -hmm. I like, I also like Peter. I think there's a kind of there's a there's a real sort of egalitarianism in that it's based on making food tasty, right? Whatever it is, rather than being focusing on a, a set of techniques like the French French cuisine. But uh mm. mine would be jazz. Mm. Uh, because it's the basis of all 20th century popular music really. Mm. And um you know it's got it could only get that in the US because it's a mashup of kind of European structure uh, you know, African rhythm, uh, Latin American, um, you know, some sort of mm. instrumentation. And uh, I, it's absolutely, absolutely sort of, you really like a unique American art form. Yeah. And, and it has been so productive. It's spawned all, all popular music really has come from, from jazz and sort of closely related blues and gospel and so on. Sure. So yeah, well done. Well done, guys.
0: Um, I think my favorite American thing that they brought the world is, is probably freedom. I think that's what no. <laughs> no. uh, it, Which was hitherto unheard of <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. No, no, Mine thing is actually very close to yours Is is I would more broadly class it music, American music Essentially the same answer uh, For exactly the same reasons So no, let, let us sum this podcast up in one word I would say awesome um, What would you say, uh, Nick? Totally rad Rad Is that a thing
1: anymore? <laughs>
0: okay uh, Peter? Uh, we've got to go now because of reasons Because of reason. Oh yeah, I've got a hard stop actually. So um we'll stop there. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare and Peter Cockle of Aleph Insights. And until next time, goodbye.